Hi, everybody. Today is Wednesday, June the 10th of 2020, and we're here for Rudy's Psychic Meetup. I'm Samantha Jane, and this is Rudy Lago. Let's uh, get into the topics because uh, you've got quite a good agenda. for. All right. So, yeah, let's hope we get to everything tonight. So the first off, we'll continue on with our Sylvia Brown prediction. So for those of you that are new, we've been going. uh, Sylvia Brown had a list of the top, I think, 40 predictions for the next 100 years or something of that nature. So we've just been going through about 10 at a time and seeing what Sam thinks. Uh, So we'll start off here with uh, number 31, uh, where Sylvia says, Execution for the death penalty will become a complete vaporization of the body. Um, I don't see that, but she might have been confused with um, a war, like one of the uh, weapons that I see being revealed, and it's a laser that vaporizes things. Wow. Okay. It just melts it, turns it to nothing like that. So you can imagine what it could do to a human body, right? So she might have... You know, because Sylvia Brown, I mean, she was a real psychic medium. She knew what she was talking about. It was just, you know, she's still human in it, you know, in her human form when she was here and she had to grapple with the same thing we all have to grapple with. And that is translation. In fact, a big theme this week for me was, you know, I really do believe that a lot of people, you know, have some pretty high functioning abilities like I do. It's just that it's the translation. That's the difficult part, right? And I think that Sylvia, she still makes mistakes just like I do. And when I you I read that, because you send the list to me mm-hmm. of that stuff ahead of time. So when I read it, I was like, okay, well, she's wrong. They're not going to do that. But she's probably she probably saw like that weapon of war and just mistook it as um, something that the death penalty was going to be used for. Okay. It would solve the problem of all the drugs that they can't get and the electrocution. So <laughs> interesting, yeah. though. Um, now, is that is that like really far off in the future, the vaporization weapon, you think? Like 100 years? No, 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 not at all. Like we'll see that in our lifetime. Uh, number 32, no separate governments. One planetary government will form. Okay, that's funny that. Didn't I just talk about being in my lifetime medium? <laughs> and you do send me this stuff ahead of time. So I will I will will say that when I read that, I did see that as like a long time in the future. Okay. So it's not any time like right now. And it won't be as a result from war. It'll be more like from a natural disaster. Uh, number 33, great earth changes will occur and germ warfare warfare will be used before the world finds peace. But eventually, from all of the bad comes good. The pendulum will swing back to humanity and love. Well, she's right about the pendulum swinging back to humanity and love. Um, I'm a little bit different than what she is on the timelines. I do think that um, we're going to go through a rough time like right now. But that's all part of the great awakening. It's all part of, it's really as well, the pushback from the vibrations being elevated when you think about it. There's going to be, you know, evil's going to push back. It's, you know, the last hurrah. So, yeah. And I'm wondering if even in the future we'll consider COVID at some point, look back and say it was germ warfare because it was, you know, if it was designed in a lab. So maybe she did see that to some degree and just couldn't parse it out. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's just in translation. So, you know, we're looking at a lot of stuff now that is, you know, that has come true. And it's not exactly as I had described it, but you could see like the few things that are off and you're like, okay, that makes sense, you know. Okay. Uh, Number 34, no world war is coming, but lots of civil disorder and small skirmishes. No nuclear holocaust. Right. Okay. Um, number 35, peace will last from 2050 until 2100. And then I see nothing beyond, which could mean the end will come like a thief in the night. No. Almost like, yeah, I don't wonder what the end of the earth, end of the world. I don't know. Um, uh, I think that the earth is going to be around like for quite a yeah. while. <laughs> um, all right. 
The number 36 is toward the end of things, the veil separating our world from the other side will thin, so much so that most people will see deceased loved ones and speak with their spirit guides. No, that'll never happen because the purpose of the earth realm is it's like it's a training ground. Right. So will never be like it'll never be like that. I could see where she's coming from though. It's just that there'll be more people who will be able to have command of their gift because they'll find people like me on the internet. Yeah. And so I mean all the videos that I have, I mean people can go just find me now and then they can go back. I mean the Rudy psychic meetups um and before that it was Mickey's. Yeah. You know that that information that we talk about that's all timeless. Mhm. Mm yeah, and that, yeah, so I was thinking the same thing. People right, raising their vibrations, a lot more people becoming aware than than are back when she made this. So interesting. Yeah, oh. absolutely. The more people that I can get that information out to, because a lot of people are like, you know, thanks for telling me about that boy. This, you know, really gives me clarity. It helps me understand. And then, of course, as a natural effect, a lot of people are starting to get uh, their abilities are increasing. And I would even say, you know, well, you know, you always had that. It's just that you're not going to get more than what you can handle. So you have to learn, you know, to translate and understand what you're experiencing, and then you can experience more of it. Okay. Uh, number 37, there will be many false prophets that rise up proclaiming to be Jesus on earth and try to lead people astray. We are already seeing this in the big rise of occultism. Well, I mean, people come here who have special abilities. I mean, look at me. I don't have like normal human abilities to be able to read people's minds, tell the future, access the other side. I mean, that's a superhuman ability. So what if somebody like me was here and then, you know, what if they had a twisted mind and decided to start some kind of cult, yeah. you know? And what they do is they'd get everybody's money and it's the same old story, right? It's, you know, people just automatically assume sometimes because you have, you know, gifts that you're going to use it for the good of mankind. And I mean, it's a choice that people make, you know, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be good with it? Or are you going to be bad with it? So um, that's, you know, that's my thing is that, yeah, you're going to see that because as vibrations increase, people's abilities increase. And some people, they just like a lot of stuff. Yeah, that just made me think I should get that uh, ETH address, Jesus2.0 at ETH.com, like uh, Moo has been reminding us to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then 38 people will, uh, again, find spirituality. Not so much in organized religion, but in the spiritual brotherhood of coming together and finding their temple within. Yeah, I think that that's what will make kind of like what we do more popular, where people just get together in groups who all have different ideas about things, but pretty much the same idea. I mean, everyone believes in, you know, that there is something out there greater than ourselves, that there are some people who have some information about this, who have some abilities um, you know, maybe you have some abilities that you're here to work on. I mean, I think that this is going to be happening more and more with the um, Internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, number 39, four more comets will pass before the end times. Four more comets? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't comment on that. The end times. I don't really see end times. Okay. Uh, in the last one, aliens will begin to show themselves in the year 2010. They will not harm us. They simply want to see what we are doing to this planet. They will teach us how to use anti-gravity devices again, such as they did before the pyramids or before the pyramids. I do not see that Okay. at all. I mean, they were here at one time, but I, yeah. I see them observing, like she's correct about the observing stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's been, what, 10 years since, uh, so that she said 2010, and it hasn't really been widespread. So, yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, that uh, does it for Sylvie Brown's predictions. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, people have been mentioning Edgar Casey in the comments and the chat, so maybe uh, if anybody has some 
good prophecies of Edgar Casey. We could take a look at a few of those. So send those over to uh, maybe DM me or put them in the psychic uh, chat room on Discord, and we'll go to those. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Edgar Casey's right about a lot of things, and you know, I haven't been in the woo woo for that long, but a lot of people have like read a lot of his books. Some people have taken courses. I was like, oh my goodness, they have all kinds of stuff with Edgar Casey. You know, like a library that he kept, and um, and Teresa says that it's um, just the end of a time span. And that's kind of how I would explain it as okay. well. Yeah, we got two more topics and then we'll get to the, we only have 24 questions tonight. So the next one, uh, so Raymond, this is inspired by some of the stuff you sent me kind of asking about, um, you know, God, who made God. And it made me think a little bit more about, well, creation stories in general. And so, you know, as I kind of looked around what I, you know, you notice that there's numerous creation myths in all cultures and all religions, and they all start with something that seemed to already exist creating earth. So, um, you know, there's a couple, they, they're categorized and you can have creation through the thought, word, dream, or even like bodily secretions of a divine being. Uh, you can also have creation by the dismemberment of some sort of primordial being, you know, a, a head is cut off of something or a, you know, tail, that kind of stuff. Uh, and even there's like, I think in, in the Hinduism, there's the concept of the a cosmic egg that cracks and kind of creates the world. But these are all based on our human concept of time uh, and us thinking that there was like a beginning. And uh, even Genesis kind of talks about in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and it was without shape. Um, you know, you can read that first part. So it's it starts with God. Um, but I guess my question is about are, if we're thinking about the creation of the earth and our world and our solar system, do we even have it backwards that there wasn't a beginning? Maybe time was created. And what I mean by that is like you create a realm our 3D realm yeah. where time exists. And is that really what's happening? That's it. Ooh. It's the realm that was created. Smoke if you got them, guys. We're getting deep here. This is it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, I'm limited to what I know on that stuff. Because again, it's you know, I, it's all on a need to know basis. And what I seem to need to know about are cryptocurrencies, financial markets, you know, political meltdowns, um, you know, like a lot of political stuff. But they do, I do glean some of that information because I'm nosy, just like everybody else. I try to get what I can from pass them back and forth, right? So, and just and sometimes it, this information, it's important to know as well but it's also okay to not know stuff but you're right about the creation of the realm that's like basically what happened okay. and then the earth and all the planets were created in the realm but source always existed before yeah. that but then what happened is of course source is looking for a way to continue to expand and to do that you have to um find a way to get educated because okay. when you have everything, you can create stuff with your mind and everything's really easy like that. It's really hard to grow as a being. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, you know, and I was getting a strong uh, tingling sensation as you're talking about that. So that is really interesting because I guess we still, it's like you said before, there are some concepts that we just can't grasp in our realm and with our human minds, kind of like that always was and always will be type of existence. Um, so interesting. So as we talk about then our, our universe and solar system, can your guys show you how the planets came into existence? And, you know, we hear about the Big Bang theory, but really, you know, were they um, part of something larger that broke apart or were they somehow coalesced and formed? Um, you know, can you see if it's one way or the other? It was just source just formed it with its mind. Like, that's what I mean about why. We have to come to earth to learn. They just kind of materialized then. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It just materialized. And uh, that was, and then, and then the whole thing like between good and evil, because yeah. you know how, remember I talked before how I find like this constant theme of evils doing one thing, but what's coming out is good. So it's kind of like evils doing one thing, and it's really working on the side of good. So even though um, that story about like the war in heaven, mm -hmm. like it's true. And what happened is that a third of the angels were thrown down to the earth realm. Well, voila, there you have it. 
It's perfectly made. You have drama from the minute you're born to the minute you die. <laughs> and here's all, here's the obstacles you're going to be running through. And here's the ones you're going to be running through. And, you know, so here evil thought it was going to take over heaven, but all it was doing was it was made, they were basically volunteering to be the fallen <laughs> angels that are going to, you know, be coming out, you know, because like I said, they're really, you know, yeah. negative terrible things and but it's just again it's the same as gravity it's all part of okay. the earth realm and us being in our human form wow all right um and then our universe um you know the other concept i think we always struggle to think about is how expansive is the universe is it infinite and can you speak to is the infinite is the universe uh you know our solar system and all everything else would you say it's like contained within some sort of container or sphere? Is it on the surface of something like a sphere or is it just something that we, they can't even explain to us? I don't think they can explain it to us because it's so big. Okay. It just, the realm, it goes on as long as the realm goes on, which is okay. pretty endless, I think. Yeah, because I was wondering, is it like, well, if you got in a spaceship and went one direction to another, would you eventually come back to the same no. Okay. No, see, that's what our, something that our mind does because okay. we can't comprehend it. All right, so we'll have to uh, think on that one. Interesting. Okay, well, that was very insightful. Thanks, Sam. Um, and then we got uh, a few minutes left, so let's go to the, our third topic, which is the future of technology and 3D printing. Um, so this came about, I was watching some videos a while back around 3D printing and how the technology is growing. And I was thinking a lot about, you know, I know we have several aviators in this group and about how it can be a great tool for developing and prototyping new technology, making lightweight things. Um, so for those, I'm sure most people know about 3D printing, but it's basically a revolutionary form of manufacturing. It enables new way to manufacture things like engines, parts, and you can make them more lightweight and actually print voids in the material. So places where there's no stress or you don't need the material, um, you don't have to use any material there and it lightens stuff overall. But one issue that comes from this is depending on how the material is printed, because printers kind of go back and forth and you can vary those, it can create some slight imperfections or uh, in like metal, especially with like 3D metal printing, where it's subject to fatigue. So like if there's heat, you know, expansion, contraction, it can make it very brittle. So it couldn't stand up to like being used. You couldn't just print a part and use it in a, in a commercial airplane. Um, do you see a point where 3D printing evolves to the point where or the manufacturing, um, like it can be used to print things that are durable and usable? Interesting that you mentioned that because um, people ask their personal question when I was doing the email readings. Uh -huh. And one of the things I said to somebody was, it's interesting you asked me about 3D printers because I saw the disabled young adults making surfboards, but using, you know, a 3D printer would make it possible because I saw them using a paint, but it's like a sealant, right? And that would explain how they were able to make these surfboards because I, I have a Stuart longboard and I know that the craftsmanship, that ship that it takes to actually know how to make these surfboards. And if you had like a 3D printer and a program that you put in, and all they had to do was just know how to put that in and then watch it print out and then put the sealant on it. Well, now it totally makes sense what I was seeing. Okay. So and I hadn't thought about that, the 3D printer, because I was just thinking yeah. to myself, well, geez, that seems like a really crazy thing that those kids are able to do because <laughs> they're mentally challenged, right? Because it's special. It's a special setup that this man is going to have for them to wow. help the um, children and the young adults in the okay. area and um, one of them was like a surfing can't like having surf camps and okay. that sort of thing. But I said, the kids are going to make, they're going to make surfboards. Would it be like a custom molded one to their body and their needs? Or is it, is that kind of what you're seeing? No, no ones that they can sell. It's oh. a business. Okay. Yeah, it's a business. Okay. So he has them like earning a living for themselves. That'd be awesome to go to the beach and get like a $50 surfboard and give yeah. it a try, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're printing them off, but it's the sealant they use. 
Oh, okay. That was what I was seeing was that they had a paintbrush and they were sealing it because I'm thinking, well, it's a surfboard. You're printing it off. It's probably only good for one or two runs, <laughs> and you'd yeah. have to make it quick. <laughs> oh, very cool. Um, yeah, because uh, as I was thinking about this, um, I was wondering if 3D printing will ever get to the point where it kind of spurs a manufacturing revolution. And the thought that came to mind was the Eads Bridge in St. Louis. So this was one of the first steel structures that spanned the Mississippi. It was made around the late 1860s, 1870s. And one of the things that enabled this was Bess the Bessemer steel process. So this was a process where you could take, you know, kind of molten pig iron, as they called it, just low quality, high carbon steel, uh, put it in this furnace and produce lots of steel economically. And this was structural steel that was able to be used in a bridge. And in fact, the Eads Bridge still stands today. And that was something that I think Carnegie owned that, um, you know, owned that steel factory. But something like that, that really enables kind of a new way to manufacture things. Um, do you see that happening with 3D printing or do you think, think maybe it'll be some sort of other technology that allows us to kind of make the next big leap in, in technology? There'll be a lot of people who are able to um, just make stuff from their home okay. with the 3D printer. So you know how people would always get a lot of stuff from China, mm -hmm. you know, because it would be mass produced in a factory somewhere. Yeah. But now you're just going to have like these people in their homes with these 3D <laughs> printers and they'll have like a niche, you know, yeah. like this person does party stuff. Yeah. Right. And this person does, and and they just go online. They just go to the Amazon store, and then oh. they sell their. Yeah, it's just it seems like a whole new economy is going to start happening, and people are a lot happier too. I see that. I mean, we're going to go through a rough time because there's a lot of people who are like, I don't want to change, but then they're like, change is great. Um, yeah, you know, I've, it's the interesting is like people that are manufacturing gun parts, and obviously those are, you know, you have to deal with explosives, but uh, they experiment with, well, I printed it in this orientation or this way, and so it's interesting just to watch that process and and how quickly things are evolving with that. But one of the cool things is even they're even working on printing human skin, like a human ear, with material that then the Theoretically, you could do, you know, a body part or something and you could just instead of having a skin graft, you could actually just print some skin and attach it. Um, and so what I was wondering is it almost sounds like we're getting to the point where or will we ever get to the point where you almost have like that Star Trek replicator where you can actually print at the molecular level and um, or at the atomic level and make almost whatever you want? Well, when you were talking, one of the things I saw was that if somebody has um, part of their arm missing, let's say from like here down, from their elbow down, and then there's different parts that they're able to put on here. Yeah. Um, you know, if let's say they play a sport okay. and they want to put a glove on, oh. that would be like a 3D thing they could print. Okay. So it would just be the attachment sort of thing. So that's the more... Um, disposable type of thing right or you know obviously if they're playing baseball they're not playing it all the time you yeah. know so it'll last a while um so that's just an example of that but as far as like a, an, an ear maybe but most of the other stuff like skin it's going to be grown like they're okay. going to find a way to naturally grow it just like organs yeah they're going to find a way to naturally grow them and have it from the person's like DNA so that you won't have the rejection. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause that's what was my last question is, you know, do you really with growing things, I think in UFO lore, I think there's stories about people that say, yeah, there's this ant technology. And it's almost like they grew the metal. Um, and that's what I was wondering is instead of printing, are we actually going to be growing stuff more like the way crystals grow, that kind of thing. Yes, there will be some things that are organic, like crystals that you can grow, that you can use it as sort of reinforcement so that okay. you don't have to have this big steel factory, you okay. know, because I mean, that creates a lot of pollution as well. So there are going to be um, so many changes, good changes, because, you know, some of the greatest minds um, have not been born yet because every time people come back, they have a little bit of the residual of what they have before. Okay. And that's why mankind 
keeps evolving and getting more and more intelligent and more advanced because every time we come back, we're a little bit more evolved. Well, hopefully, I mean, yeah. some, not everybody moves forward, right? All right, we have 25 questions, so let's jump into those. Cat M says, hi, Sam. You said on Discord that when people come back, it is through reincarnation. Then you said there may even be many incarnates from the other side who are human like Jesus was, but also tasked with a job to do for humanity while they're here. Can people from the dark side do a job for humanity, or is it only light workers who reincarnate to do a job? And are people permanently from the dark side or did they just incarnate in this lifetime on the dark side? How does this work? Okay. So the only way that things um, from the dark side can really get to us in this realm is by using other humans. Okay. And when everybody arrives here, everybody arrives on the same, how should I say level, right? As far as what the expectations are. And you choose from the day that you're born, you know, which way you're going to go. And of course, there's, I talked about like there were different cards sort of dealt to you. Like it has to do like, you know, what your culture is, you know, um, were you born with a, you know, with or without a disability? I mean, that is a big factor as well in your life and choices made. And because, you know, that sometimes people don't have as many choices, you know, and that's, something as well that is um part just you know part of life um but um i don't believe that there's people who come here um with a mission from the dark side i think that those things that were thrown down here who went to war against god or source to try to take over heaven they lost uh, but it was all preordained like it was like god knew it was all going to happen and it fit into this plan because now they're down here and it's like, well, again, you know, <clears throat> you can't just have it that all you have to do is feed and clothe yourself. You know, there has to be choices made between good and bad and, um, you know, and, and who's going to create the bad, all well, those things that are already here. And then, you know, and also situations that are created in the earth, you know, like if you're brought up really poor and you're really hungry, you know, and you go and steal wood from your neighbor's wood pile because, you know, your family's really cold and you had to spend the money on groceries. I mean, these are things that are all factored in that can happen to people. Um, but yeah, light workers are have like a different sort of, you know, expectation because, you know, when you think about it, it's kind of a weird thing to have, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> So nobody comes down to be a mass murderer. It's just uh, you might encounter a mass murderer if it's part of the danger of being in the earth realm, right? It's yeah, and that person made different choices and they let their brain um, be influenced by things on the darker side that made them feel angry, entitled, just begin to build on this. And then if you have some mental illness thrown in and then there's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just... It's just the way that it is. And um, it's, you know, it's one of the things that creates challenges for us while we're here. Okay. Uh, William Penn writes, do quartz crystals have healing power? If so, would any quartz do? Or does quartz from a particular location have stronger properties? I don't agree that um, things have, I guess, quote unquote, healing powers. I do think that different stones have like a vibration to them right. and they probably could be used by somebody who had abilities. Right. That's if you're drawn to a stone to use it for something. I noticed that with my wife, there's certain stones, colors. It really depends. Sounds. Um, yeah. So I think you're right. It's, it's all frequency vibrational related. We have said in the past that, uh, Quartz, stone, quartz crystals can have that uh, seem to be able to record yes. memories or things that happen. So yeah. sometimes you'll see in haunted places like Gettysburg is an example where that underlying rock structure, you'll actually, people can see soldiers from the you know Civil War that are still doing the same thing over and over, just repeating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a recording. That's, you know, it's hard because I always ask when my son would tell me that he would see a dead person. 
I would have him explain to me what he was seeing. Cause sometimes it was just a recording. Okay. Interesting. Um, Empress in the star creature writes, did you confirm that reptilians do not exist? Why is this a hotly contested topic between those who think reptilians do exist among us and those who do not, who do not think? First of all, before I got onto YouTube, I did not know anything about reptilians. I knew nothing. I'd never heard of this, nothing. And then people asked me and they sent me stuff and everything. And it was pretty clear what it was to me. I guess it was, you know, a hot topic with some people. For me, it's not. I mean, you know, it's not a hot topic for me. I'm just going to tell you the way that it is. And, you know, but I mean, people can, they can believe that stuff if they want. But that was one of the things I sort of put my foot down. That, yeah. David Ike, he's, uh, you know, has a lot of views and following from his talk of reptilians. And I think you said specifically when people say they see one, it's that the other side kind of playing with your visual cortex of being able to make you think you're seeing something that you're actually not seeing. Yeah. It's a dark side thing, right? Okay. That's my, you know, but I think that, you know, there's a lot of good people who may have that um, also that, how can I say it? it goes along with the paranoia. But okay. there are some people who actually do hallucinate that because they they have mental illness. So they do actually see things, okay. you know, and that is one of the things that they see because it's suggested to them. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bradley J writes, hello, Samantha. Have you ever had a dialogue with your guides? It seems like you'll ask a question and receive an image or occasionally hear a clear audio message. You've also mentioned receiving knowings, but have you ever responded to a message and received a follow-up answer? Uh, what's been your longest back and forth conversation? Um, I would say the longest back and forth conversations I actually have are with, uh, like somebody's parents here. Okay. Like that, not my spirit guides. My spirit guides don't blab to me really at all. Like people were like, Oh, what are their names? And I'm like, okay, I don't know what spirit guides you have, but mine are very, um, how can I say they're just, you know, that, um, was it Sergeant Friday? Just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Detective Friday. Uh-huh. Just the facts, ma'am. That reminds me of my spirit guides. They're just very much business. Just, you know, they're just strictly business, man. They're just, you know. They're not here to chit-chat. They're not here to chit-chat. It's, you know, they're very, they're very serious. Okay. Yeah. You have a serious job, so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm like, I'm going to do what I'm told. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, William Penn writes, Psychic medium Edgar Casey predicted Jesus' return in 1998. If he came back to the earth realm at this time, he would be 22 years old right now. Is this true? Might he have the same DNA and maybe even the same body as 2,000 years ago? Um, well, Edgar Casey might have seen, again, you know, a real medium, um, but not completely on a hundred percent because again, he's just translating, you know, and he, he was pretty right on about a lot of things. Um, but none of us are a hundred percent. Um, but, um, yeah, he was probably seeing like one of the many that are here for the great awakening, you know, one of the many, Okay. And he might have seen them as Jesus just because of their abilities, that being at a higher level than him. Okay. Right? And so that might have been his confusion there, where really they're just what he is. Okay. Yeah. But then, he would never think that because of their religious beliefs back then, right? Because it would be sacrilege to even compare yourself to someone like Jesus. But it was like, well, you know, he was able to see those demons in the pigs and tell them to go into or in that man and then tell them to go into the swine right well That's and then medium can do you know humans are uh we want to follow maybe other people are going to claim somebody as jesus maybe that person won't actually claim to be jesus but a lot of people will suspect who knows yeah yeah and they might go ahead and make that claim you know that they are the second coming of christ because again you know if they're all about making lots of money boy oh boy you know, even I'll look into getting registered as a, a religion because if we all wanted to get together and, 
you know, build a community for veterans. Cause I'm, I have a special interest in that as well, coming from yeah. a military background myself with my family, a long line of my family have, you know, served their country. And, um, you know, if you have like a sort of a foundation set up yeah. where people can, you know, put the money in and it's all tax deductible, but you have to get a number and yeah. have an accountant that does stuff and, you know, but I joke about that. I'm like, yeah, I'll get registered <laughs> as a religion and we'll get all these write-offs. <laughs> Send donations to Jesus 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That's okay. I already said before, I said, if anyone ever tried to deitize me, I'm like, I'll drop F-bombs. I mean it. <laughs> turn you off right quick from that silliness. <laughs> don't, don't even. <laughs> All right. Empress and the Star Creature writes, how or where do the people on the other side access information to pass on to you, um, to pass on to us? For example, do the people meet with source to get the information they have to give you and then they uh, in turn give it to us? Thank you. OK, so I'm talking to people on the other side. When I go, did I misunderstand the question? No, I think it's both. So like one would be your guides. Where do they, I mean, they, they seem to be kind of more omnipotent maybe, so to speak, yeah. than, than the human spirits that have crossed over that you're speaking oh. to, right? Yes. Okay. Right. My guides are the ones who sort of escort me and protect me okay. back and forth. And it seems to me that a lot of people, I mean, maybe that a lot of people say, oh, my guides said, and it's like, well, Okay, they do tell me stuff, but there's not a whole lot of chit chat. A lot of my information comes from, you know, people that I'm about to do a reading for or people who are attached to people that I'm going to be talking to. And so, and the people that have crossed over then on the other side, they're more immediate. They're kind of like the immediate support for people. So they're involved with their lives. They're seeing what's happening and they're giving you the information as opposed to your guides or, you know, higher up that are just kind of here to guide us overall on a path. Right. Exactly. And you only need guides if you're really, if you're running, you know, back and forth or doing some type of healing work, because again, the attacks from the outside, because these things the dark entities that live, in the in-between realm here in the earth realm, like they don't like any of this good stuff going on for humanity. And if you're somebody that has been tasked to do good stuff for humanity, whether you're um, a medium lowering people's anxiety with the information that you're able to share, or if you're somebody who can lay hands on and take away somebody's pain, um, these are all good things for humanity. So, you know, you need spirit guides. It's more to protect you. So I find I get more of that and of course, I get information when I need it. Okay. Um, more of my clear audience, though, are the people who are in the other realm who are talking to me. And make no mistake, sometimes somebody will come by who is not connected to anybody. <laughs> they just see me. They're just like, do, 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 oh, oh. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> So, yeah, like I'll, I'll get a lot of communication from my direct manager where I work, but I'm not going to be, uh, you know, communicating with the higher ups really so much or rarely if so. Uh, all right. Wild T writes, uh, hi, guys. Another question. My daughter was watching a UFO documentary. They talked about how several U.S. presidents disappeared for hours while in office. Secret Service couldn't locate them either. There's a theory that they met with aliens. And in particular, this is the case uh, is the. And in particular, this is the case with Eisenhower. Is there any truth to this theory? Did Eisenhower make a deal with the aliens in exchange for advanced technology? Are there any aliens in the deep state? If so, which ones? Like the Nordics. Uh, if this did happen, is there anything else you can tell us about it? Thank you. Okay, so there's not been um, any sort of meaningful communication. Um, Roswell. Now, was Eisenhower the president when... Roswell happened because I believe it's that crash yeah. that gave them the anti-gravity stuff and the laser beam thing that they have. Yeah. That was right after the war, I think. So I think that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Mm, and that's another reason why they had all these military bases everywhere, because once they saw like the goodies you can get from these crashes, from these crafts, they wanted to be the first on scene. 
wherever yeah. it happens. And that was a big motivator for them. Obviously, there was geopolitical reasons, but that was always there as well. And something that they had made a decision was that if they had, you know, if there were any opportunities like that, they would make sure that they were first on scene. Okay. And if they couldn't be, they would offer assistance. Uh, that's right. Yeah, in the UFO uh, lore, there's a lot of there's tales of who was the guy that was the in that TV show, The Honeymooners. Um, like he said, he was a big UFO guy, and apparently Eisenhower told him some secrets. So there is a lot of uh, you know stories around Eisenhower having was like the first president to actually meet with some of these aliens. But mm -hmm. I you know. think that's wishful thinking. Um, people make stuff up. They do. Like, think about it, right? Aliens from another, like, really, they're going to, like, meet with the president in the United States. First of all, they don't really have any idea who it is they would meet with. I mean, they come here, we're like a science experiment. And the best they can do is just stay out of our way. Because they know we have airplanes. They see the shuttle. I mean, they just try to keep a low profile because they just want to get the information that they're here to get. They don't want to interfere because yeah. they're scientists, you know. Yeah. Thanks, Wayne. Jackie Gleason. That's that's the one I was looking for. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Uh, interesting. Um, all right. The next one, Empress in the Star Creature says, How do you know whether you're receiving information from the people or familiar spirits during a live stream or a reading? Thank you. Um, well, familiar spirits, I um, can identify them okay. very quickly. And that's what I mean about that's where the spirit guides come in, okay. right? Is that when familiar spirits come in here? And as somebody was mentioning actually about seeing, like when I, even when I was a teenager and we went to see that medium, my friend who was like five years older than me, she asked me to drive her. She needed somebody to drive her to this place because, you know, buses didn't go there and I had a car. And she asked me if I would take notes. And that was the medium who asked me why I wasn't operating as a medium. Well, is it, um, is it like a feeling that you can like, that doesn't feel right. That's, that's not them. That's not the right. Or like, how do you identify the familiar spirits maybe? Okay. Um, okay. So people, when I get information from the people on the other side or the tribe, it comes like this. Okay. Right? It's a gentle, whereas the, it's like a sharp, jagged. Like familiar spirits are like that. They're trying to jam it into your head. Okay. Or what's the difference in that, like that versus the nice. Like, okay. So that's the best way for me to explain it to you. That's and good. Like you, that's the identification for me. It's like, whoa, okay, yeah, familiar spirit. Get away. Yeah, slow your roll. You're forcing it. <laughs> Not buying it. Um Okay, cool. Suji writes, "Is it is June 10th. What do you think is happening today to have made the state stand out to you? Thanks. I don't know what we're going to find out. I keep watching to see. I know. <laughs> um, Wild T writes, Hi, Sam and Rudy. My mother-in-law, now deceased, her sister and my niece from that side of the family can see dead people. My husband gets a lot of deja vu. If someone has a lot of deja vu, is it an indication of some psychic abilities? Thank you both. Um, yes, absolutely it is. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, if you get a lot of them, it's normal and human to get some here and there. Because, you know, we pick we pick up a lot more, I think, than what we realize, like, in our human form. It's just it's a natural part of us, right? But if you get, like, if you get it a lot, yeah, and you know sort of the end of the deja vu. Okay. Yeah, you know, if you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen next, and it does happen. And so yeah. I've been here before. Yeah, I get a few of those once in a while. Yeah, now a lady's going to walk in, and a lady walks in. And Angela writes, Hi, Sam and Rudy. Sam has said many times that she is lazy. I have a very hard time believing that. Instead of using the term lazy, I like to call it being selectively active. Is it motivation or lack of motivation controlled by biochemicals in the brain or being genetically predisposed, etc.? Your thoughts. What can we do to remedy this issue? Thanks for all that you do. Love you guys, Angela. I call it efficient. I'm very efficient. I'm very efficient, yes. <laughs> She's on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a combination of everything. I don't have an answer for that one. It seems to be a personality thing. Some people are just motivated. Some of them are high energy. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good one. All right. Uh, Mark Anthony writes, hi, Sam and Rudy. How many rebirths does one person have? 
in our many lives before we reach nirvana does it all occur on planet earth are there also other life forms in our universe thanks both well sadly it is all here on planet earth the only people who are here who are not going through like their usual because then you go on to other realms after you do 3d then you go back to source but oh that takes a long time so the only people who are here from other realms who sort of interrupted what they were doing are the people who came for the great awakening and this is like the first the second and the third wave people the volunteers okay um let's see cat lady az writes uh, will the rediscovered information such as under the Sphinx lead to unifying the core beliefs of the current world religions? No, it's going to be, um, it's going to be like the sheer number of people who are like me <laughs> able to do these things Okay, that will be recorded, time stamped and, you know, so mine is to be a medium, but there could be somebody who is like a great healer. Okay. And it'll be on video and it'll make the rounds. And then people will be like, is that for real? And, you know, and then people will investigate to see if it's real or not real. And then more and more people find out about it. And then more people get excited about it. And that's what I like about um, the supernatural abilities that are brought here to this realm is that it just gives everyone a little spark of excitement and reminds them that, you know, there's more than meets the eye, right? Sure. You are more than you think you are. Well, exactly. And that's what's been the most interesting is as you get into this, then it gives you a different perspective on religion. If you've other studied other religions, then you kind of see the commonalities and, oh, okay. It, it just, yeah, it's been very uh, eye-opening, I think, the last couple of years as I've been getting into this. Yeah. And you have to have that balance if you're going to have a significant amount of wealth yeah. come to you because a lot of people, they get ruined and it's because of... That, you know what, you can be like psychologically damaged, you can be physically damaged, but if you don't have a spiritual balance and you have like all of this money, man, you're in trouble. So I can see how people like really just need to get themselves balanced and straightened out as far as, you know, their relationships with people, their current situation just everything. It's like, just get, get ready, get it straightened out and don't be making promises to everybody because, you know, you might have so much money, you might have to run away. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you definitely have to believe that this has happened to you for a higher purpose because people aren't going to like it either. You know, even if somebody only took like, you know, one or $2,000 and it turned into like a half a million dollars. Yeah. Right, you can just imagine how much some of the people who have six figures into this have, right? Right, yeah. but think about that like, how jealous people would be who heard about that. They would be angry, you know, that you just took two thousand dollars and dollar cost averaged in a bunch of cryptocurrencies about five minutes before they, you know, went to the moon, and boom, there you are, five hundred thousand dollars more. And some people are going to have a problem with that. Yeah, they will judge you. You don't deserve it. I deserve that. I should have been the one to get that, right? Yeah, what are you going to buy for me? Or you're a crappy person. You, you know? owe me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, winner uh, used to be loser writes, Hey, Sam and Rudy, do you guys ever get songs out of the blue and wonder why they have layeth upon thee? What do you see them as? Uh, and if so, how do you deal with them? Thanks. Oh my Melbourne, God. Australia. I had one today. It's so funny. And I, and I was going to bring it up. I was like, if anyone asks about this, I'm going to tell them I had some lady singing to me about lemons. Some made-up song about lemons. And I was like, okay, that's got to be for the show tonight because that's definitely not for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll get like, yeah, sometimes the song stuck in your head once in a while, but I've never had someone, like, but yeah, but you're saying uh, someone on the other side sang you a lemon song. Interesting. Maybe that'll resonate with somebody here. <laughs> I told you, sometimes people are just like going by and probably the most common thing that my son here, if he clear audibly or he says, mommy goes, um, he goes, a little boy ghost came up to me and in my right ear, it, he said, hello. And I said, well, I said, what else are they going to say? It's almost <laughs> like they wonder what they're going to say to like get your attention. Well, just say hello. 
All right. Uh, Silver Spirit writes, hi, Sam and Rudy. What is your feeling of the 14-year-old Indian astrologer, Abigya, Abigya Anandi? He has a huge following. Have you ever heard of him? Um, I've only heard of him very recently. Okay. I have not heard of him. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking that maybe they might have. I think on Sam Janet, mm -hmm. somebody gave me a link to look at, but it was just in regards to one thing. So I haven't really gone into depth about it. Okay. Anyway, uh, all right. So Empress and the Star Creature writes, in last week's crypto uh, live stream, you said, I don't want to go to familiar spirits for my information. Like it's more fun for them to help you build up your 10,000 uh, to a million and then make you lose it all. Can you describe how they can make you or us lose it all? Thank you. Well, um, what happens is that you get a couple of hits, yeah. right? Exact ones. And then you're feeling like a rock star and you can't help it because that feeling of greed just comes over you. It yeah. just it happens all the time. Right. Or if you were dowsing or something, okay, which coin should I pick? Oh, you know, and you suddenly you're like, I nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. A new name, Goose, G-U-Z-E, Goose, uh, writes, you're in the zone, Sam. Can you ask your guides what caused the explosion in Tianjin, China in 2015? Was it the rod of God or just a gas leak? Um, it was just a gas leak. Tanya Oz writes, if you have time, can you comment on Satanism and Luciferians? Uh, is it much more horrific than we can imagine? Q has said symbolism will be their downfall. Thank you always. I don't think that the um, Luciferian is as big a part of it as just the greed and corruption. Okay. You know, there's certainly there's a percentage of the silly crew, I call them, like that red shoe group and... The silly crew, okay. you know, but not everybody who's, you know, stealing from the um, taxpayers of the world. Not everybody's like a child trafficker or a pedophile. Like some of them are just corrupt people. Uh, there's so many different people at so many different levels. It's just like all of these little fiefdoms, but they know who to go to to get stuff done. You know, okay. everybody has a number who has a number. But, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of everything. Okay. Um, JCat writes, Sam, you previously spoke of the fallen angels. I have heard that initially all angels have had free will. The angels that sided with God voluntarily gave, up, voluntarily gave up their free will so they could never be influenced by Lucifer. Does this sound true to you? No. That's just another made-up story. Okay. They could, they still have free will and they could choose to join the other team if they wanted, right? Yeah, but I mean, after they see what happened, <laughs> they, you know, I don't think they uh, would be, well, they weren't fooled the first time. And now that they've seen what happens to the losing side, and remember, that was the first time ever anything like that had happened. So now that it's happened, we're even more secure that the angels will continue to serve God and us. Bye for now.